This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to the show. Yellow Mike is the name of the Sherma family, wherever you are. I greet you all in the lovely and beautiful name of Jesus. Um, it is definitely the Yellow Mike. The Mike cover that I have here is yellow, bright, bright, very bright. Um, we're about talking about issues, all things happening in society. And today we're looking at uh, women economic empowerment, the importance of that. And why should we have women economic empowerment? And we're speaking to a specialist in this dep- dis- department. Uh, she goes by the name of Dr. Dineo Sieba. Sieba um, and she is the director of Edge Development Lab and and uh, a postdoctoral economics research fellow at uh, Stellenbosch University. She holds a joint PhD in economics uh, from Frigi University. Uh, University in Brussels as well as Stellenbosch University. She also holds a master's in social science research methods from Stellenbosch University and her work experience includes research at the Human Science Research Council, Democracy, Governments and as well as Service Delivery Unit where she worked on various projects covering topics such as inclusive governance, social cohesion, CSO, government, co-production, community advice offices as well as violence prevention. She has a passion for people-centered development and her main research interests are the third sector broadly public as well as ngo accountability as well as volunteering and public engagement so that is where we are today we are speaking to dr dineo as she's going to be with us shortly fill me up tasha cobes bringing us straight to 20 minutes past seven my name is tc the yellow mic is the name of the show um, as you would have seen from our Facebook page that uh, the mic is yellow, like I did say. Um, I don't lie when I say these things, that uh, my mic cover is yellow, very, very bright. Um, today, speaking um, to Dr. Dineo, uh, speaking more about women economic empowerment, the importance of it, um, why we talk about this um, and uh, what can we do to bring about change when it comes to women economic empowerment. Dr. Dineo, how are you this evening? Hi, Tishi. I'm very well. Thanks. Uh, and thank you for inviting me on your show. Thank you very much for agreeing to having this conversation. I think it's a very much needed one. Um, and uh, one that... Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we don't really speak about, uh, but uh, it has to happen. You know, um, the development and the economic development of women is very important for our society um, as South Africans. Now, looking at um, yourself, if you could just briefly introduce yourself and then we can get into our conversation. Uh, so uh, I think my bio touched, uh, the, the one you really touched upon uh, some of us work that I do. So uh, beyond that, uh, what I do do, so beyond the research, beyond the academic and beyond the businesswoman, I'm also a community worker mm. involved in various uh, projects uh, in the community uh, targeted mainly at women, uh, at women, but I also work on uh, a one-on-one basis. Uh, with women in, in the community, so I provide support to them. And these women are, so they are basically out of the purview of government services or angel services because they're neither poor enough or rich enough. So they're like, they're just in the middle. They've made the wrong step. 
uh, and they just need someone to kind of help them get back on onto the wagon. So that's the other work that I that I do um, over and above the research and academic work. Mm, so really, just an all rounder, um, but uh, the the general theme is uh, you know the community development, people development, yeah. and also women development as well. Um, part of uh, the the purpose that you are uh, are fulfilling. Um, yeah. Now coming to our discussion and what we're speaking about today, of course, uh, we're speaking women development. Development and uh, not just the development of women, but the economic development of women, um, you know, yeah. to ensure that women are financially stable and uh, women, you know, are able to make their own choices and that uh, women have options, you know, because once you become financially stable, there, there comes, there, there's an element of option, you know, there, you can make your own decisions in terms of what to do, where to go, um, who to be with, you know, and I think, um, and things like economic development for women is very important also based on um, the high levels and the rate of gender-based violence um, where sometimes women are not um, empowered enough economically and therefore um, stay um, in the hands of their perpetrators and you know the, the gender-based violence continues but today we are saying that uh, Let's change the narrative of women. Um, let's talk about how, you know, sometimes we, we talk, talk, talk that it must, it must, it must, but how must it happen? And that's why we have you today on the yellow mic. Now, women reinvest 90% of their income into the family compared to the 30 um, or to the 40% that men do. So this means that women spend more on their children food, shelter, as well as education, which creates long-term social as well as economic gains for their communities. Now, can you please elaborate, Dr. Dineo, on why women economic development is important, is vital, um, and how it is significant to building sustainable communities? Um, thank you for that very important uh, question, TC. Um, yeah, Economic, the economic or economic development of women is very important. Uh, not just, I think most of the, the arguments that are uh, presented for the economic development of women center on very essentialist thinking. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, if you, 90% of women's income is reinvested into the family and uh, other arguments are if you empower women, you empower the community. But I would like to kind of veer away from that and mention that I think women empowerment is essential or vital for the fact that women as people on their own have a right to just be able to carve out a livelihood, to be safe, to create successful lives for themselves over and above um, them being seen as these carers who are supposed to not just live for themselves, but live for everyone else. So whatever that, that comes to them has to kind of has to be reinvested into the community. Hence, then an argument is made that they need to be empowered both economically and socially. I think women as women uh, themselves are enough to be deserving to be empowered, to feel safe and to get the support to build livelihoods for themselves. 
So, yeah, um, and at the current moment, that is not happening for a number of reasons. So you have the issue of gender-based violence that you mentioned. Uh, they, you also mentioned that they bear disproportionately the, the, the burden of social care, of caring for children, for caring for, of, for the elderly, caring for uh, the, the sickly. They also have, like, on top of that, they have very poor uh, uh, labor prospects. So uh, when you go into the labor market, not they don't just get paid less, but they also have problems gaining employment. And once they do gain employment, there's all sorts of issues there. They, the precarious positions of their jobs, uh, the fact that there's no security in their jobs, uh, and the discrimination that they face either based on their gender or based on, uh, on, uh, on other factors. So I think to have economic, uh, to focus on eco- economic development of women is important because women are important uh, in their own right. And secondly, at the current moment, the model that we live in is not creating a space for them to live successful lives. So um, that is my answer. Absolutely. Um, I love that, you know, that you're saying that actually let's look at a woman, you know, let's also not just go into it already with this um, sort of the facts, you know, (laughs) um, of what a woman is and what they do with their income, but like, you know, the fact that they are a human being and they also have the right um, to, to live a life and to carve out, as you said, your words, carve out a livelihood for themselves. Um yeah. Now, coming to um, other, you know, stakeholders and government, and um, what is it that they can do, perhaps, uh, to to empower, to assist in empowering women, you know, with resources, with support, um, and to help women? I think a very important way um, for one to, especially where we are now in these times, where you know people are losing their jobs. It's a reality. Um, how can stakeholders and businesses help women to build businesses which are sustainable businesses which are profitable you know which will bring bread to the table um and so that they can provide for their families dr dineo you still there uh yes i'm here uh thank you for another very interesting uh very thought-provoking question pc so uh, in terms of what other stakeholders can do that government, private business, NPOs, I think in answering the question of what kind of support that women need, it's very important to differentiate the different types of women that we have. Women are not a homogenous group uh, who you can say, oh, this is a group of women, uh, let's see how we can help them. So it's important to differentiate the different types of women. So they women they differ in all forms of way by age, race, race, sexual orientation, education, economic standing. And then if you go to go to the level of business, uh, you have informal businesses uh, that are run by women. You have formal businesses that are run by women. So the needs of these different businesses are going to be very different. And uh, so I think it's important to, so whatever is being done by the different stakeholders who want to get involved and who want to help, it's important for them to be able to identify the needs of these different women. Because, for instance, let's say 
a woman uh, running a uh, informal clothing stand uh, on the side of the road is going to. She needs a lot of things. She needs business skills. She needs uh, 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 shelter. She needs all forms of in- infrastructure. And probably needs finance or credit and and just uh, yeah more. She may have more needs, but and but also different needs to a woman who's running a formal. Uh, small business. And even within that range, there's a difference between a small formal business and a large uh, formal business. So we need to make sure that we understand these differences and in order to identify the needs of these different women in order to provide the correct support. And also in terms of what's been moving from identifying the needs, what can the different stakeholders do? So who do we have? We have government, we have business, we have civil society. I think civil society's role is to, because they've traditionally been seen as being closer to the community, I think their role could be to help identify the the needs of these different women. But unfortunately, at the the current moment, civil society is is basically on its knees. It has funding problems. It's also very... uh, uh, fragmented and 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 they need to be, come together and also be supported. So they can't really play that role effectively. And then what can be the role of business? Business is known to, you know, they're the profit seekers. That's where the resource lies. So and that, but also they're seen as where the innovation lies. So they can bring in uh, their expertise and their skills and their resources in helping to support. Uh, women. And then what can government do? Government needs to, I think, just get the basics right, uh, have the correct governance structures in place, uh, ensure that there's an enabling policy and legislative environment. But also I think government is basically the driving force or provides the guidance with regards to the broader uh, objectives of what needs to happen and coordinating the different stakeholders in addressing the needs of women. So, but at the moment, uh, even government has its own issues, issues of corruption, issues of, of governance. I'll make an example. I was uh, fortunate to, able, to be able to sit in a, uh, uh, a meeting with, with one organization doing some wonderful, wonderful work with cooperatives, women cooperatives in Kainich. And then, uh, so the women were to present to the board of the NPO and the uh, what their needs were, so the profile of the cooperative, what their needs were, and where they needed help. And as they spoke about uh, different, uh, their different needs, uh, there were main themes or common themes that came up. So uh, governance issues when dealing with government, the issue of lack of credits, the issue of lack of skills, business skills. So I think it's important to... Uh, uh, speak to women, uh, first of all, to understand what their needs are, but also in terms of the different stakeholders that want to play a role in addressing these needs. They also need to make sure that they are capable and have the information to provide the correct support to the woman. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, my point on the question. 
Mm, uh, that's very interesting. I love that uh, you you mentioned that you know, firstly, women have different needs, um, and we need to identify those needs um, because truly, you know, there is the rural woman, there's the modern woman, um, and how do you sort of fulfil those needs of um, the yeah. woman, and also uh, and. Uh, the, the the answer of you know just uh, re- understanding also what the, these various sectors can do and uh, what they are maybe currently doing right now as well yeah. um, to ensure that uh, there is growth that's happening and uh, people are women are getting empowered economically. Yeah. Um, now um, moving just to sorry, please just to add another point. Yeah, like in doing this, it's also important that there is, that there is representation. Absolutely, because there's no point in us as academics as policymakers, mm. uh, as business, saying, doing our surveys and saying, oh, this is what women, plural women need at the moment. Mm. It's important that the women themselves have a say uh, in terms of telling us uh, what they need. So in this respect, I would say the role of civil society is to amplify those voices, mm. the voices of the women, and also to for the women to be to participate and, and, and be engaged with in order for them to be involved in the decision-making process. Mm. So I think that is also a very important point mm. uh, to make when it comes to what can be done uh, to support women to basically carve out livelihoods, whether they want to be employed, whether they want to run small business, whether they want to lo- run large businesses. Mm. It's important that we understand what the women are actually saying in these respects. Mm, absolutely absolutely thank you so much for that um and uh, it definitely um you know it's about the support it's about the resources because if there's you know if one uses maybe their networks and so on and so forth it's about collaboration you know um and there's something that you spoke about and i'd like you to actually (laughs) um just go um a little bit into detail about what you said and i think it sparked a lot of conversation on um the, the, the social media platforms, mm-hmm. um, that is the quote uh, that uh, you say that uh, it's about building an organization um, so that another woman can take over and lead. Um, just because you are the founder, it does not mean leadership is you alone. I found that very, very powerful and very um uh profound so if you could just elaborate on that you know and and just also the element of collaboration and women working together to reach a certain goal oh oh yeah <laughs> i said that a long time ago uh so the point uh that i was trying to make uh when i uh said that was that uh, i think we are so much in survivalist mode that when we are creating or founding founding organizations or building something. Mm. You want to own it and you want to be want it to be yourself. Mm. So the point I was trying to make is that uh there is a need to pay it forward and to work together, especially amongst poor women, because we do not have those networks mm. of uh family members in, in, in important places mm. who can make things happen for us. And also in terms of education, mm. there's very, uh, even though the number is growing, there's very few of us who have higher education, who are in positions of influence. So the point I was trying to make is that 
once you are there, don't just stay there and enjoy and 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 want to hold it uh, hold on to it. Make sure that you are whatever you're building. You're not going to be staying there forever, but you are bringing someone someone else up so that they can also be gain the skills to be leaders to be able to build their their, their own organization or whatever they or whatever they want to create. Mm. So that was basically the point that I was trying to make that you. We need to push each other up. So we, once you uh, get to the top, don't just stay there, but be be a resource. I also like saying, I always say to people, use me, use me whatever way you, you can. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be a benefit for you, um, or for you to be, or being used, not in a very uh, not in a negative sense. But mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to make is that I'm here now, and it wasn't because of just my effort. Mm. There were people who helped me along the way, and I think it, it, it links to our African values of Ubuntu, like of serial reciprocity, that uh, I once did interviews, volunteering interviews, and one of the people that I, 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 uh, I interviewed, they said that uh, the reason why they volunteer is that someone else in the community helped them. Mm. So you, it doesn't mean you go back to them and you help them, but you Paid forward, so that was was the point that I was trying to make uh, about that statement mm. when I made that statement. I love that, that you need to lot, pay yeah. it forward, mm. yeah. and I think have in mind that I'm not just here for me. Um, you know, I'm actually here to, for community. I'm here to serve. You know, in other yeah. words, um, that's yeah. very very powerful. Now, um, yeah. for uh, the people, yes. yes? Just an important important point on on that matter. Yes, but that doesn't mean that just because someone has resources and they have an education yes. and they have have more than you, that then you can make a claim. This was a, a conscious <laughs> entitlement. Choice that I made yes, myself. There's a fine line. So it doesn't, yeah. So I I think it's very important to kind of uh, to make that point because uh, I that the. the Issue of issues of entitlement that just because you think someone has more than you or they they are in a position where you think they can help, mm-hmm. then you see them as uh, needing to help and you feel entitled to it. Mm-hmm. This is a conscious choice that I made. That okay, this is what I want to do. I want to serve. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's uh, very important to to make that dis- distinction that you cannot hold people ransom mm. uh, for that because they've got more. Mm. Um, it should come from them uh, in order for it to be pure and in order for, for that to work. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I'm so glad you made you know you made that clear um, and elaborated on it. Now, looking at the conversation um, of women empowerment, it's an ongoing conversation, but um, in this conversation, should we be leaving men behind in the conversation? And what happens to men when the women in society are becoming economically empowered? And uh, in fact, they're becoming empowered in all spheres of life, you know? Um, yeah. Well, what happens, you know, in, in a society like that? Because I do believe that um, we are there as South Africa, you know, we are at a point, the world, in fact, where, you know, women 
are empowered. Women continue to grow. Women continue to pursue education. They pursue mm. business and they and they become, you know, very successful in their businesses and, uh, mm. you know, and they grow and grow. But then are we leaving the men behind? Um, you know, what kind of conversation are we having with the men in our society about this? Um, yeah, if you could um, give us some light, shed some light on that matter. I'm not sure if I'm an expert in it, but I, I, I will uh, provide my uh, my observation and analysis of the situation. Mm. Uh, so I think leaving men behind would be the biggest mistake because unfortunately uh, some men in our society feel threatened by economically empowered women, women who are financially independent because they think that it threatens uh, in some way, their identity as men, and also their, their role as men. Uh, but also, uh, there is this uh, perception that it may threaten the privileges that they hold as men, which is so far from, from the actual truth. So I think it's important to kind of uh, bring men along, uh, even though the other reason is that even though South Africa, in terms of representation in in uh, government, at least, not in business, in government, mm. you have a lot of the, the representation of women, it, it's there. Mm. The quality may sometimes be questionable, but at least women are there. Mm. So you, you, you have women having a voice and you have them engaging with their male counterparts. But in a lot of areas, you still have men at the top as decision makers. So it's important that they are made gender sensitive mm. uh, and they brought into conversations about uh, women uh, economic de- development. But and then on the l- lower socioeconomic levels, uh, you have, uh, I think it's important to engage with men because uh, you have, for instance, in poor communities, men who don't have work, who, who are marginalized, who do not know how to deal with their marginalization. And then on the other hand, uh, you have women who, for some reason, I'm sure there's some explanations for it, who are able, even though they are the most likely to be unemployed, mm. most likely to have un- uh, insecure employment and precarious employment, mm. they make things happen. Yeah. And then next to them, you have an unemployed man mm who feels basically very marginalized mm. and feels very alienated. Mm. And what do they do about that? They take it out on the woman, hence mm. the increase, the, the, the high levels of gender-based violence. Uh, so I think it's important that we engage with men to make them gender-sensitive, but to also help them deal, especially in poor communities, with their own alienation mm-hmm. uh, within the conversation of, of women economic empowerment. And to make them understand that having a financially independent woman has benefits not just for the woman, but for the family, and may also have benefits for them. Because mm. I think also how we speak, we speak, we speak about gender roles. The man is seen as the provider, but then you tell a man you're the provider, you're supposed to be providing for your family. On the other hand, they don't have work. <laughs> How is it going to work? And then yeah. they're living with a woman who's, bringing, who's, who's, doing, who's, who's doing the work, who's bringing in the money. So how do you... Oh, I think it's a conversation that men should have on mm-hmm. their own. So I think 
uh, in engaging in the conversations that women and men can be brought together. Mm. But I think there's conversations that men need to have on their own. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, the same, very same way that women have conversations on their own yeah. um, is the same way that uh, men should as well. Yeah. Um, I love that as well, you know, where there should be open com- communication, as you're saying, um, and that, you know, one shouldn't be threatened by the other, but rather let mm-hmm. there be synergy. That's what I'm hearing you say, you know. Yeah. Um, and then coming to what institutional and societal um, changes need to be made um, if you look at things, you know, from your observation um, when it comes to the development, the economic development of women? I think in terms of what needs to happen. uh, So when we talk about women economic empowerment, there's a lot of gender mainstreaming. There's a lot of disaggregation of data by gender. Uh, in trying to identify the needs of women. But I think we need to have deeper conversations about how do we integrate uh, gender sensitivity in the work that we do as mm. policymakers and as academics. Uh, so you have that part, you kind of, that part that needs to happen. So uh, I think in, in some areas at the regional level and continental level, we're trying to engage with these questions. And, uh, uh, and then at the lower levels, at the community level, I think... Uh, not even at, at the community level, at the border kind of uh, structural level, we need to have conversations about these roles that we assign to women and men. Because times have changed. We no longer living in ages where uh, men did the work and did the hunting and, and women uh, tilled the fields or whatever women yeah. were doing in those ages. <laughs> times have changed. Uh, you have working women, you have working CEOs, there's a, uh, you have wo- women who run households on their own, women who want to have children on their own. So times have changed so much, but we are still stuck in the same uh, traditional gender roles. And I think we need that needs to change. Those conversations need to be had. So how do we... Uh, societies don't survive. They don't adapt to changes. Uh, so, and that those changes... Uh, you adapt by having the conversation and seeing where you can then uh, adapt and change to what is happening within the environment. So I think those conversations need to be ha- need to be had, especially about the different gender roles and, 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 and basically how we identify men and women and what responsibilities we assign to them. So I think for me, that is the main uh, conversation or change that needs to happen. Mm. Uh, and also, the, to, and then just, yeah, just yeah, engagement. There needs to be a lot of engagement yeah. with each other, communication. Communication, as, as yeah. And I think even, you know, um, spaces like these uh, are, are part of the conversation, the broader, the bigger conversation. Yeah. You know, it yeah. starts at small scale and what are, what kind of conversations are we having with one another as society? Um, yeah. That's where the engagement starts. Dr. Yeah. Dinewe, I want to say thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for your time this evening. Really do appreciate it here at 79 Cape Pulpit and it is it has been a privilege and an honor to have a conversation with you. I think the last thing that's left is uh, perhaps if you would like to share
share um, where people can get you, maybe your LinkedIn name. How can people get you there? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if you want to share your Instagram. Maybe that's a bit personal or Facebook page. I don't know. But you can go ahead and uh, let people know. Maybe someone wants to engage with you further about this uh, topic. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. That's the only social media profile I have That's at the why moment. You're not. I, uh, <laughs> really took the race. Okay. Uh, so uh, they can they uh, they can find me on, uh, on LinkedIn uh, with my name Tineo Siabe uh, if they'd like to get in touch with me. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, thank, you. thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, TC. Thanks for inviting me again. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Right, family, Dr. Dinewo Siabe um, is featuring tonight, uh, speaking women economic development. Where are we in terms of that here in South Africa? She was sharing her observations and her analysis um, as someone that is passionate and works closely with the community, with women, and really just uh, is interested in the development of um, um, our country and our people um so fam we're going to be continuing we've got a song coming up of god's uh, sidewalk prophets come to the table but before we get there please get involved in the discussion we're talking women economic empowerment what does it mean to be economically empowered as a woman what does that do for you as a woman oh eight one seven two nine one six five seven Oh eight one seven two nine one six five seven. sidewalk prophets come to the table there is radio and radio and then there is radio cape pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m can you hear the difference come to the table sidewalk prophets beautiful song bring us straight to five minutes uh, just before the top of the hour family thank you so much for joining us this evening it has been absolutely incredible very informative uh we've been having a conversation with dr dinewo sieba um speaking more about economic development for women what does it mean why should we have this it is important to have a family now when we speak gender disparity within roles of leadership uh, we cannot um, have that conversation without talking about the stereotypes of the patriarchal culture and as well as uh, the, the non-inclusive working customs and practices you know and Dunewa did touch on that you know that um, we need to also look at that when we talk about the economic development of women and also why the economic development of women has been slow and the, how are women treated within the workplace. Um, so I think that is a conversation that we need to now have further as we continue having the yellow mic open sessions <laughs> uh, family. So we'd like your input. We'd like you um, to also say, you know, these are, these are the things that, that you want to talk about. These are the things that hurt you. So, and, and maybe these are things that are issues to you and sometimes you battle with them. 0817291657 is the WhatsApp line that you can use. You can also use our SMS line, 1 rand 50 per an SMS at uh, 37988. That is 37988. Uh, we've got uh, a song coming up, of course family just to say goodbye to you and uh, to say so long it's not goodbye it's never just goodbye it's 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 so long you know um so just to say so long to you we've got the potter's house uh, by the sean mitchell 
uh yeah the potter's house is coming your way three minutes to go until the top of the hour god bless you and so long my name is tc please do listen up on ubamigo uh, crestu tomorrow evening from 7 until 9 p.m it's gonna be hip it's gonna be hop it's gonna be happening <laughs> god bless you my family this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.